Hey everyone, welcome to the Naz Church Weekly Message Podcast. Here, you will listen to the preaching pastors from the Naz in Grove City, Ohio. We pray that you are inspired by their teachings. So, welcome to week four of Love Actually. And um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about how faith and our actions working together help us live out the love that God has called us to. Uh, Last week, Pastor John talked a little bit about, at times, us living uh, beyond our obedience. Uh, We're not uh, quite living out the love that God has called us to do. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today, on how we we take those steps and what that means in our lives. Uh, And this this whole sermon series, Love Actually, is kind of building upon a sermon series we did a year ago called Love Listens. How many of y'all remember that? Yeah, the rest of y'all didn't listen. Um... (laughs) That's kind of how that goes. Um, So if you want to, uh, that'll be on the YouTube page. You can go back there and and look up uh, some of the sermons from last year where we talked about, for a lot of people, being listened to feels so much like love that people can hardly tell the difference. So how do we learn to listen to what people say and what's going on in their life? How do we learn to listen to God and what God is telling us? And then love actually is about how do we then live out what God has told us? Because it's no good to hear what he tells us if we don't actually do that. So we, we find that in the, God, in the book of James. James is a book that's found in the Christian scriptures at the end of your Bible. Whether you have a, a whole Bible or it's divided into two different testaments, you can go all the way to the end, back where the maps are, come back from the maps to Revelation, and then six books back from that. I think you gotta go through First, uh, Second, and Third John and Jude and First and Second Peter, and then you'll hit James, okay? So James chapter two, so if you get your phone out, you can flip right to it, it makes it fairly easy. Uh, We're going to walk through a little bit of the things that James teaches us. Now, James, uh, there's some speculation as to who this James was. Was he literally the brother of Jesus, or was it James, um, the disciple that traveled around with Jesus, that just called Jesus, you know, he's my brother, I'm the brother of Jesus. Um, Either way, one of those two guys was uh, extremely close to Jesus, would have been around him, would have known him would have known what he taught, would have been able to tell us what that means and how we live that out. So as we look at the book of James, um, one of the things he talks a lot about is our faith and what we do with it. So let me read to you, starting from verse 14 in, in chapter two of James. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it's dead, okay? So most of us have heard, maybe you've heard that before, maybe if you haven't, uh, I can say that I have faith, but I need to live that faith out or else that faith is dead. So I say often, I believe in upward, okay? I think upward is a great thing. It helps uh, kids learn about Christ, grow in Christ, and helps draw their families um, to Christ. And so I can say that, but I then, I go and I, I do things for upward. If I didn't do that, it'd be different. So this, a couple weeks ago, I was driving along in my grocery cart. I wasn't driving, I was just kind of pushing it. You drive it? I don't know, you don't need a license, whatever. I was doing it with a grocery cart. I'm in there in the store and I'm, I'm going along and some guy, um, come in the other direction, kind of looked at me. And so, you know, kind of, you know, okay, great, and move on. 
And then we kept going back and forth and he would look at me and I realized it's the looks that sometimes I get in Target or Kroger. My kids hate it because that look means I'm about to have a 20 minute conversation with somebody and they just want to get through the store. Because um, usually it goes like this. Hey, are, are you from the Naz? Are you the pastor at the Naz? Or do you go to the Naz? I mean, they, they know some connection or something like that. And so about the third time we passed, the guy looked at me and so I you know, kind of nodded like, hey, I see you, keep looking at me, you know, kind of thing. And he goes, hey, I'm sorry, can I ask you a question? I'm like, sure. And so I, I you know, I got ready to say, yes, you know, I'm Pastor Dale. And um, he goes, you referee upward, don't you? And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, I do. And he goes, thanks for doing that, man. I'm like, you're welcome for, for doing upward. Um, it was like, good, now I'm not just Brooke's dad or Connor's dad, now I'm upward referee dude. Um, <laughs> So I know that I've told y'all before that they did that to me um, to torture me and get back at me for how bad of a coach I was to the referees when I coached. Um, and so this week, they actually switched my time. And this is how I know they were really doing it. They switched my time, so I had to referee one of Pastor John's games. Um, and so that was crazy. I walked over and said, dude, don't make me give you a technical today and upward. That'll be bad. That'll be bad news. Um, but I, I can say I believe in upward. But unless I'm taking the steps to actually do something to help upward, it's really not really helping that much. Now, what's crazy is there are days that I get up and I think, I don't, I don't want to go today. It's cold out. Yesterday was all snowy. I was like, I don't want to go driving this and do all this stuff. And then I go. And when I get there, I'm hit again by all the kids that are there. And you know, before one of the games, before the second game, I just, a bunch of first and second grade boys. And usually, um, as a referee, before we start the game, we bring the kids in and we pray. And I said, you know what? I pray every week. Would one of you all like to pray today? And one of the kids was like, oh, I'm like, okay, you're on it, man. So he gets down on his knees and he led us in prayer before the game. It was awesome uh, to be able to go look at what God is doing in the lives of these kids as coaches teach them, as parents bring them. So I want to say thank you to those of you that are involved in Upward. You're making a difference in the lives of kids uh, to watch them, to see them, to see what goes on in their life. It is an amazing ministry to be part of. And we all go, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. But are you taking the step to get involved? Um, I would miss out on the joy of seeing the changes in these kids' lives while they're there. I would miss out on the joy. There's some, there's some, um, some I shouldn't say kids anymore because they're in their 20s. I'm getting old. Um, some young men um, that I coached when I first moved here to town, either baseball or upward basketball or upward football, um, that we, we have friendships now. I know who they are, keeping up with their life and things that are going on. Some of them, there was one here the other day, I forgot. I was looking at him going, I know this kid. I know him from somewhere. And um, he's 20 years old now, but he's, he was one of those upward kids when I very first moved here. And to be able to go, my goodness, look at what God has continued to do in your life. You miss out on that life-giving opportunity. So when God calls you to do something, take the step. Because, again, what James said is, faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. Now I will tell you, I've lived much of my life with that part of the verse in my head. Um, kind of doing good things, wanting to be good, wanting to do the right things, with one, with one eye over my shoulder, trying to escape death. And what I mean by that is I didn't want to not do things. I felt like if, I, if I'm not doing enough, I'm dead. And I don't want to be dead, so I got to keep doing stuff so I won't be dead, right? 
And so that's kind of how I've lived. It's, it's not really an exciting way to live, but I mean, it's kind of in the back of my head, that's what was going on. So as I'm looking at this passage a few weeks ago, getting ready to preach on, I was reading through commentaries, doing all this stuff. I was like, okay, God, what is it you're wanting to say to, to the church? What is it you're wanting to say to the people who are becoming? What do you want to say to the people who may be wanting a relationship with you and they're not even sure about it yet? What is it you want to say? And I felt like God said, let me tell you what I want to say to you. Um, if faith without works is dead, what's the converse of that statement? So faith with works is life, right? So faith when combined with works brings life. It's like, yeah. So it's like when I talked about upward, being involved in taking those steps is not just that I'm moving away from death, I'm moving towards something. Christ died so that we could have life in him. Instead of running from death, and I'm like, oh, so as I'm doing these things, and God began to show me pictures of ways that he blessed me when I would take the steps in obedience to what he told me to do, and I'm actually moving toward life. So don't just hear, faith without works is dead. Here, faith with works brings life. What God's desire is to bring life to you, life through you, life to others, and as we begin to live out what he's calling us to do, we receive blessings, those that are around us receive blessings as we take those steps. So I can say I believe in something, but if I don't do anything with it, it's basically dead, right? Um, a little bit further on in that passage. Some of you may argue, this is what James says to the, to the crowd reading his letter. Some of you may argue that some people have faith and others have good deeds. Have you ever been around somebody, they just got the gift of faith, man, they believe things. And James says, well, yeah, that's, that's great, but show me uh, your faith. How can you show it to me if you don't have good deeds? I'll show you my faith by my good deeds. They're not two separate things. They go hand in hand. It's faith working itself out in love, Ephesians will tell us. So you say that you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? So you believe in God. You now rank up there with the demons. Good for you. Isn't that encouraging? James is just an encouraging letter. At least they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless, right? Faith without good deeds is useless. So, I brought with me today a little illustration here. It's 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Who in here would like 50 bucks? Yeah. Really? There we go. I knew I'd find somebody. <laughs> dumb enough. No, no, no. You're not going to do it down there. You got to come up here. Now, here's what's really cool is I didn't say you would get it. I just said, who wants it? <laughs> Trick. You can go back down now. No, I'm just kidding. You can stay here. No, you got to stay here a second because I'm going to use you for an illustration. Okay. Hold this mic. I'm going to flip the illustration here for a second. Um, I'm glad you got the big beard. You're going to play the role of God. Okay. So you're going to play the role of God in this little skit. I'm going to give you this money. Okay. Now, God doesn't need to earn this money. So this is really for Todd. He's got to play the role of God very well. So the money's basically yours, okay? It's gonna be yours. I need you to put it down somewhere. I'm gonna go this way. Don't run far off, but just put it down somewhere and you're gonna lead me to the money. I'm gonna put my handy dandy blindfold on over here. So Todd, I didn't know Todd was gonna be the guy. This was not staged, just so you know. Um, okay, Todd, so. Okay, lead me to the money. All right, turn to your three o'clock. Three o'clock according to what? 
digital. <laughs> Turn to your right hand. Which is 12? 12 straight ahead, 12? 12 so is straight ahead of you, okay. yes. Okay, walk directly ahead, straight. That feels like the steps. About 10 paces. No, it's really the steps. That's in the congregation. Come to now. me. What? Come straight ahead. That feels like the steps. Follow your nose. I'm not gonna follow. I know you, Todd, that's the problem. You're the one that fed me salty steak, you can trust me. <laughs> Give me something else here. Come to my voice. Keep coming. Come to your voice, okay. Keep coming. Keep coming. This is tricky, their speakers are work. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Now I'm about to hit Keep the pulpit. Coming. Keep coming. I'm about to hit the pulpit. No, you're not. Okay. Keep coming. Stop. Okay. Down to the floor. Pick up the shoe. Mine. Oh, your shoe. I can't. Oh, there we go. Oh, there it is. All right, Todd, one of your 50 bucks. Good job. You cheated. God doesn't cheat. Can you put that mic back down there where you go? Oh. That was scarier than first service. Um, yeah, because it was Todd. Right, right, right. Todd rhymes with God, but you don't know Todd like I know Todd. But some of us, don't you feel like we're over here and I and you know, it spun around, I'm stuck, and God starts telling us what to do, and we're like, mm, I'm near steps. I can name all this stuff. What's funny is one of the other services, um, everybody in the congregation started yelling at me what to do because I wasn't listening to the other guy. And he's like, listen to them. I'm going, I thought I was supposed to be listening to you. Do you want me to listen to everybody? You want me to listen to God? Who am I supposed to, what's the voice I'm supposed to listen to? What direction am I supposed to go? And the whole time I was asking the questions and doing the stuff, what was I not doing? Walking toward the gift that he had for me. God has promised us life. He has promised us purpose. He has created us in his likeness and in his image, but very often we, for whatever reason, it could be something in my past where I, I blamed God for something and so I'm, I'm fearing trusting him. Whether it was his fault or not or whether he did it or not, we still blame or we still question and we're still unsure. But I do know this, the longer I stay put and I don't move, I'm not able to enter into what he has for me. I've got a friend, uh, that what he says to me frequently, uh, when we started to take this jump to do uh, Rise Up and all those things, um, that's, not, that's way out of my comfort zone. <laughs> it's not one of those things I like, you know, I was like, I was happy for the next pastor to be able to do all that stuff 10 years down the road or something, you know? And, and as we're walking through that, I said, it's just not my, my giftings, it's not my stuff. And he, he has this saying, he says it to me all the time, he said, there is no growth in the comfort zone, and there is no comfort in the growth zone. You need to figure out where you want to be. If you want to be in the comfort zone, that's great, but you're not going to experience any growth there. You're not going to have what God has for you sitting in the comfort zone. Some of us want to sit in the comfort zone. It's safe. There's no struggle of anything going wrong, except we also want to complain that life doesn't feel like it has much meaning, that there's not the things that I need, there's not, I, I don't have a sense of purpose, I'm not stepping into the life that God has for me, I don't know what it is, I, I just, God doesn't seem to be moving in my life. I was talking with someone else just a couple weeks ago about something, and they were, they'd been praying about something, I said, so what, what, what are we gonna do about that? 
and they said, as I was praying, um, I've been praying for this stuff, and I felt like God said, um, why would I tell you something new to do when you haven't done the last thing I told you to do? Start walking in the steps that I've told you to take, then I'll tell you those other steps. Some of us are like, God, I want to take step number 10 and don't want to acknowledge steps one through nine that get me to 10. Well, steps one through nine are hard. Yes, steps one through nine are hard, but you have to go one through nine to get to 10, right? This isn't a long jump. It's a journey. Are you hearing me, church? Does that make sense? So how do we begin to listen to what God has said to us? And for some of us in the room, that might be taking the time to stop and listen and pray. And so I would say for all of us, I can't hear God's voice unless I first take the time to stop and listen to God's voice. Then once I have listened to the voice of God, I begin to walk in what he's told me to do. And again, it's not that I'm trying to escape death. Like I talked to you about a moment ago, it's that I'm trying to move into life. I'm trying to do what he's called me to do. He has plans for you that are good and awesome. They may lead through some tough things, but on the other side is life and usefulness. And so once again, faith without deeds, uh, James tells us here, is useless. It's useless. Faith without good deeds is useless, but faith with good deeds is useful. It's very useful. It's helpful for the things that we need to do that God has called us to do. Uh, here's the last little part of scripture here. Don't you remember, <clears throat> excuse me, that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac at the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened just as the scriptures say. Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab the prostitute's another example. Isn't that funny? Let me give you a good example. Prostitute, let me give you an example of a prostitute. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them away safely by a different road. Listen to this. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. Just as the body is dead without breath. So this word here, it's interesting, this word breath. Um, the word uh, wind, the word air, the word breath, the word spirit, they're all the same word. It's one word in Greek. It's the word pneuma. Pneuma, it says God breathed into Adam and he became a living soul. That word is, is in, in the Old Testament, it's the word ruach. In the, when they translate it into Greek, it's the word pneuma. It says the spirit of God hovered on the surfaces of the water. Guess what that word is? Ruach in Greek, pneuma. So the spirit of God, the breath of God, this whole thing, what James tells us purposefully is our good works are the very breath that brings life to our faith. When we begin to do what God has called us to do, our faith comes alive. So it's not that I'm doing good works to be saved. Is this okay? Let's make sure we get that straight. It's not that I'm doing all those things so that I will be saved. It's because God has loved me, because God has cared for me, because of what God has done, as I begin to keep moving and doing the things that I need to, my lungs, my life is filled with the breath of God. I begin to truly live the abundant life that he died for me to live. 
Does that, does that, y'all following that? Does that make sense? But some of us want to stand still and we've got spiritual pneumonia. Does that make sense? Where our lungs are filled up and the doctors, you got to get up and move. You got to get, got to get some air moving in those lungs. You've got to get going. You've got to do some, some working out, right? Because if we just lay there, that's what begins to happen is we get pneumonia. So what God is saying to us is get up and move because it brings life. It brings you back to, back to where you need to be. So what, what are those things for you? What is it you need to do uh, to bring that faith back to life? Because our very actions can be the breath of life to faith. Um, share this with you, a, a story, a couple stories of people that began taking their steps with this rise up thing. It's been fun to watch people taking their steps. I'm gonna tell you a couple stories. One of them was, uh, uh, you probably saw it on social media this week, Trey, uh, the little kid that was sitting in, uh, first grader sitting in children's church and heard Miss Brittany talking about what we're doing and, and he came in the next week, he'd gone home and told his parents and he brought in his stuff, I mean it was heavy, Texas A&M helmet, piggy bank. Sorry it wasn't a Buckeye's helmet, but anyway, he brings it in um, and he said, his parents are like, he handed it to me and I said, what is this for? He said, so kids can come to know Jesus. She hands me his whole piggy bank, everything that he has. Uh, this last week, uh, I was meeting with a guy, and uh, we were talking. I had just called to have lunch with him just because there was some stuff going on in his family's life and with his kids, and so we were just talking about things, and so I hadn't gotten to talk to him. I said, hey, let's just go have lunch. And so I um, was just catching up on answers to prayer. Great things have been going on, so we're talking about all that. It's all great. We come to the, kind of, I thought it was the end of lunch, and he goes, um, can I talk to you about something else? I was like, sure. He said, um, so I know you told us, you don't wanna know what we give to rise up. And I said, you're right, I don't wanna know. And he goes, well, I'm gonna tell you, just speak for the sake of a story, because it'll make more sense. He said, my wife and I, we had gone off and we had prayed. And he said, um, we had taken this step to give like 10, we were gonna give $10,000. I was like, man, that's awesome. You know, he said, thank you so much, just tell the finance department. He goes, no, 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 that's not the end of the story. You gotta wait. I was like, okay. Um, so he says, he begins telling me about all this different things that they've been involved in. And then there comes up this house. And he says, um, we've had this house that we're gonna flip and we're trying to sell it. And it hasn't sold, it's been on the market for a long time. We haven't known why. And he said, so the other day we're out riding our bikes. And I just said to my wife, hey, um, I think that we're supposed to do something with that house for Rise Up. And um, you know, just kind of had the conversation, and she goes, I know. He goes, you, what? you know? Oh, okay. She goes, yeah, I've been praying about it, too. It's like, oh, okay. So he goes, so, <laughs> what, uh, like, the prophet or, like, the whole thing, or what are you thinking? And she's like, what are you thinking? You know, I don't know, what are you thinking? Because you know, um, we both want to know that it's God, right? You know, kind of thinking, oh, no. So he's like, I, th I think we're supposed to give the whole thing. She's like, yeah, I know. You know, you know too, okay, okay, cool. Um, so as he's telling me this, with tears streaming down his face, he's going, so, he said, we, 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 ha we don't know why it hasn't sold, and he said, we're pretty sure now that we're giving it to the church, it'll probably sell next week or something. Uh, <laughs> That's what God's telling us to do. He said, so, it's probably good, we think it's gonna sell somewhere between 300 and $350,000. And he said, I know you didn't wanna know that, but I need to say it. I, wanna be, I want it to be anonymous, I don't want people to know. Um, that's gone on. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's wonderful. But as he's crying, I said, um, you, you know, you know um, 
as you're taking this step, God will, he goes, I know, God's gonna bless me more than, than what I'm giving. It's not about losing that. He said, in some ways for us, this was probably gonna be our retirement house. And now it's like, okay, what are we gonna do now? And he says, I'm just anxious to see what God's gonna do. Um, he said, right now, he may do something great. He may not do something great, right? But that's not the point. The point is, it's what he told me to do and I'm gonna take the step. Whether it's a little piggy bank, whether it's that, I had another buddy I was talking to this week. And um, I called him to talk to him about something. I had a lunch appointment canceled, so I'm like, hey, wanna go get lunch? And he's a super busy guy. He's all over the state all the time. And um, so I, I, it was just like on the chance I could catch him. And he goes, ah, man, oh, man, I wish I could. I would love to go see you, but I'm going to Chipotle um, to disciple this guy. <laughs> I'm going, what? He said, I've, I've got this meeting. I'm going to this guy uh, here in Grove City. Um, to disciple him, I met him at Chipotle. Go, what do you mean you met this guy at Chipotle? He goes, well, the other day I was just in Chipotle and I'd been praying, you know, God, bring somebody in my path that I can share with them about you. And so this guy, we're sitting thin in line, he starts trying to have a conversation, so we get to talking. Next thing you know, we're talking about spiritual things and the dude's like, dude, can we meet? He said, I'll, I'll meet with you if you wanna meet. We can talk about the things of God. So now I'm, I don't know how far it's gonna go, but this, this week again, we're meeting at Chipotle to talk about Jesus. I'm going, dude, go, you know, make it happen. He goes, well, why should I be surprised it happened? I've been praying that God would open a door for something like that to happen, right? And God opens the door. I came back to the office um, to tell uh, the finance department, hey, just so you'll know, um, there's something coming in, you won't get a pledge card, but when it arrives, blah, blah, blah. So as I'm walking through, I'm telling the story. And um, one of the assistants, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of telling it kind of like I'm saying it right now. Just go, hey, just so you know, this is happening. This is what's going on. It's kind of a cool thing. It's kind of real. She goes, yeah, isn't that funny? I'm going, I don't know if funny wasn't the word, you know, I was thinking of, but uh, what do you mean, isn't it funny? She goes, yeah, we pray for God to do big things. We pray for God to come through. We know that this is what God has called us to, but we're afraid to take the steps. But when we do, see, she goes, I'm not surprised at all. People pray and ask God what to do. God's going to tell them what to do. If God's got this to do, then God's going to do what he wants to do, right? I'm like, well, yeah, okay, aren't you the pastor? Aren't you supposed to have faith? Shut up, you know, um, those kind of things. My motto is why pray when you can worry, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to worry than it is to pray. It doesn't change anything, but you know. How do you take those steps? Whether it's financial or whether it's, Lord, put somebody in my path that I can share Christ with. Help someone to see your love in me. Help me to take the step that if somebody's talking in Chipotle, Let's have a conversation. And if you come up, Lord, I'll talk about you. What's the step for you that God is telling you to do? It could be, it would have been upward, but upward's done, sorry. <laughs> uh, but T-ball's coming, you can sign up for T-ball. You can help with upper T-ball and help the kids take their next steps toward Christ. Um, it could be working in next gen with the kids, with the little kids or the elementary or the preteens or God forbid, working with the youth. You know, those kids are crazy. Uh, I love the teens, I'm joking. So how do, we, how do we take that step so that our students can come to Christ, our young adults? Maybe it's, maybe it's working with the prime timers, hanging out with our senior adults, spending some time with the young at heart. I don't know what it is God's calling you to. Maybe it is not even here on the campus. Maybe it's out at Jordan's Crossing, serving the homeless on Friday nights or during the week when they need volunteers. Perhaps God has put a ministry on your heart about working with lower lights or with the refuge and helping people with drug addiction. Maybe it is stepping in to say, you know what? 
I'll be a marriage mentor and I'll walk alongside a couple that's, that's struggling and pray with them. Maybe, just maybe, it's that single parent in the neighborhood that every time you think about them, you go, man, that's got to be a hard life. Man, that's got to be rough. I don't know how they do it. And maybe God's placing them on your heart to say to you, go, just go over and say, hey, can I move your yard? Hey, you need help folding laundry? Hey, you need help cleaning the house? Hey, what do you need? Is it going to take some time? Yeah. Is it going to be uncomfortable? It might be uncomfortable, but guess what? There's no comfort in the growth zone. There's no growth in the comfort zone. So begin to pray and say, God, what's that step for me that you want me to take? What is it you want me to do? I know that every time I share with someone or hear from someone, they share with me that they've taken that step, whatever it is that God's told them to do. Most of the time, it is accompanied by a huge smile and can you believe what God has done? or tears of joy weeping down their faces going, can you believe what God has done? And my response is, yes, I can believe what God has done. Do you know why I can believe what God has done? Because your story started with, I've been praying. And when we pray and we listen, God can speak. And when he speaks, when we begin to walk, he's not moving us to death and not just moving us away from death, he is moving us toward life. Who doesn't wanna move toward life? So I don't know what God is telling you to do today or, or what God is speaking to you today. You may have walked in here today. I know we've, we've come from a wide spectrum of life and there may be some in here today who are going, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I believe God, but I'm, I'm kind of like that guy that's like, you know, Jesus says, do you believe I can heal your kid? And he's like, I, I believe, help my unbelief. I don't know. I'm kind of, I want to believe. You may be in that boat and he's going, trust me, just take the step. There may be some of you that are sitting here that right now you know what you should already be doing because God has already told you. And this sermon has bugged you to death because you're going, will you please end this so I can leave here? Um, you remind me of my grandmother. My grandmother, when she got saved, she was at church and the preacher, the preacher had preached. Um, some lady asked her to come to church because it was, it was this revival thing. This was back in the 1916, right? So they're meeting at a dance hall and like the Holy Spirit would come and people would like wave hankies and shout praise the Lord. This lady told her, it's better than the circus. You gotta come, it's, it's hilarious. So my grandmother went, got under conviction and she knew she needed to pray, but she didn't want to. And so she took a diaper pin out and poked the baby so it would cry so she could leave. That's bad, isn't it? She went back the next night and got under conviction again and handed the baby to the lady and went down to the altar and took the step into life. And because of that life, her whole family's life was changed. Her husband went the next night, he found Christ. The lady got mad at her and said, I took you to make fun of them, not to become one of them. But she'd found life and God has that life for you. Would you bow your heads with me? I don't know where you are on that spectrum, whether you're in the room or watching online. God can speak to you wherever you are and what he is saying is, will you take that step of faith? Will you take that step into life? Life may seem useless, it's not that great. It's because you have no life that you're living out, you're not following, you're not serving. 
Some of you may feel like your life is dead and you don't know what's going on. Start taking the steps toward the voice of God and what he's calling you to do. I can promise you it is abundant life. So I'm gonna pray and as I pray, whatever that step is for you, whether it's out in the community, whether it's across the street, whether it's just beginning to obey what God has told you to do, we're gonna pray that God will help you to take that step. Father, I pray right now, you'd be with my brothers and sisters that even now are praying. Lord, we know that you've said, if we seek you, we will find you. If we ask, we will receive. If we knock, the door will be open. So Lord, we come before you today. We ask that you would speak. We ask that you would tell us what it is that you have for us to do. I pray for each person in here that specifically what that is you have for them to do. We know what you've called us to do as a church so that marriages are transformed, so that, Lord, those of us who are struggling with addiction are turned to you. Lord, for those that are struggling with depression and anxiety, Lord, that they would begin to step into the life that you have for them. God, help us to be the church that, that rallies around them. We don't know exactly, I don't know exactly what each person should be doing as a part of that, but we know we're a body and you've called us to live that out. So Lord, help us right now to know what our step is. God, with the person that's standing here today going, I'm not even sure I believe there's been so much junk in my life and I wanna follow God, I wanna serve him. I think I want to know that he is that person for me, but I'm just not sure. Lord, I pray that you would somehow, even now, speak to them in such a way that they would sense in their heart, know in their mind that the next step you have for them is the best step they're ever gonna take and that they would be drawn to you that they would know that you stand ready to forgive them of their sins if they just confess those to you. You wanna invite them into your family and love them. So God, as we're praying this morning, pray that you would meet each person right where they are. Father, as you speak to us, I pray that you would give us the power of your breath, of your Holy Spirit, to then take those steps into whatever it is you've called us to do. All of these things, Father, we ask and we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to ask you to do something a little bit different here. Before we go, um, we're not going to ask somebody else to come up and close. I'm going to close this out here real quick. But if you prayed that prayer today for the first time, you've accepted Christ as your Savior, you want to walk in that life with him, uh, we think that that decision is extremely personal, but it's not meant to be private. Uh, so don't keep it to yourself. Tell a friend. Uh, take them back to the Next Steps area with you or text a buddy or a friend that, that shared Christ with you. Um, go back to the Next Steps area. We've got a Bible we love to give you. It's full of stories of faith, full of stories of people who have taken that step toward Christ, people who have taken steps toward God and then they've disobeyed him and then they've come back. And it's, it's full of stories just like us. And so we'd love for you to have that stop by the Next Steps station and then... Um, just continue to, to get plugged in, find some people. If you're new here, uh, we, we started asking, give us three Sundays. Give us three Sundays, find out what God is saying to you. Uh, find out all the areas, things, go to forward, find out how you can get connected, but give us a few weeks uh, before, you, before you take off just to say, oh man, I think this is a place where we could be. Uh, we'd consider that a great honor and we'd love to have you here. Okay, can we welcome all those that, that took that step today to the family of God? Uh, would you stand with me this morning? So we've got something really weird we're gonna do here in a minute, and that is a family meeting, okay? And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna release you all here. I'm gonna pray over you, I'll let you go. But if you are an owner or member at the NAS, uh, we're gonna ask you, as soon as service is done, move up into the movable chairs up here up front. 
Um, everybody is, is, allowed, is allowed to stay. We invite you to stay and be a part of this. There's some exciting stuff going on in the life of our church. Uh, but as a congregation, there are some things the members have to vote on. And so we've got a couple of issues that we're going to vote on. They're really exciting things. Uh, so we hope you'll stay and be a part of that. Um, but if you don't want to be a part of that, you can go after the blessing. Okay, does that make sense? And so we'll have a couple, we'll have some like moving music so you can come down and get in the front rows and get all excited about voting. All right? It's that season. All right, so anyway, do that. I was going to have you hold out your feet to take your next step. But just hold out your hands, okay? That'd probably be a little more, a little better so you won't kick people. It's my prayer that the breath of God, that his Holy Spirit would fill you, that he would speak to you, that you would know where he is calling you to go and you would begin to take those steps in faith. And that as you take those steps in faith, he would fill you with abundant life and that that life would flow out to those that you serve, that they would come to know him as well. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, go in the grace and peace of God and ask family. Have a great time. Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast. Stay connected with us at thenaz.church.